DWI Daily Edition from our semi-permanent home here at uh, Lash Football Practice Facility. Penn State's coaches talking with the media today. So we're just going to go through a quick recap of what we heard because we spoke to individual position coaches. But, of course, we're all here to talk to James Franklin. You can check that out at Blue White Illustrated on YouTube. Make sure you get the full, uh, the full conversation with James Franklin because there were some really interesting parts, including at the very end, Nate, because James Franklin went back to the same question four separate times. So tell us about the, the topic and, and what was really said. Yeah. You know, so people are talking about NIL, obviously. It, it is the topic of right now in college athletics, certainly college football. And so for, for this doesn't usually happen, right? In, in press conference settings, James Franklin doesn't get to ask questions of the media. But today, he was kind of demanding to reverse the question, right? And so what was asked of him was, hey, what's the number? What is, what is the number that Penn State needs to fundraise, right, through its collectives every year uh, to be able to manage its roster, right? And the, the most immediate comp is Ryan Day at Ohio State said $13 million recently, a, a week or two ago. All good and well. Fine. He said, well, it has to be more than whatever, whatever the number is that you guys are referencing. He didn't even mention the specific number. He right. just said, whatever it is, it needs to be more. And his rationale behind that, as he threw it back to the media was, hey, you don't, you don't set the number, right? You don't set the number when you're buying a house. You don't set the number when you're selling a house. It's the market that tells you what you can sell these things for and what that number is going to be. And so I think his larger point of, hey guys, <laughs> Everyone who's, who's watching this, right, you out, out at home, us, everybody that's in the media needs to understand that this is a reality that's happening right now, is NIL is dictating roster management, who you have in your program, who you can keep in your program, who you can bring into your program is all dictated by the market. And so whatever Penn State is fundraising, I've said this to you before, mm -hmm. it's not enough. It will never be enough. Right. There is never there is never a number where you can reach it and sit back and say, oh, well, that's okay. Because guess what? Everyone that Penn State is competing with has the same mindset of there's never going to be enough. And it's and it's there's no particular I think it was interesting that you mentioned houses and the market dictates and all these things because there's no standard rule and there's no comparison to this in any other sport really which is that there's there's salary caps there's all these things for other organizations but there isn't right now in college football so it felt like a, a very intentional major driving point to his conversation today with us when it came to NIL and by the way a lot of these conversations he had a lot of things he said he told Nate already bluewhiteillustrate.com the article is up before the press conference today. Check that out. Talking about NIL, the structure of Penn State, how things need to happen immediately. So, Greg, was there anything else that James Franklin talked about outside of the NIL? Spent a good number of minutes on that. Uh, while you've been waiting patiently over here, appreciate that. What were your thoughts on what James Franklin had to say about some of the other topics that came up? Yeah, I'll just say quickly on the, the first topic, the NIL, is that, you know, he drove home, what, five times the, this idea that if yeah. we're supposed, if you all, speaking to the media, but also fans, think that we're supposed to be competing with school X, Y, and Z, why shouldn't our number be that? And I think that was important or at least it was important to him. So, uh, again, you can check that out on the YouTube channel. But, yeah, I mean, overall, Damian Robinson's here. They're very happy about him. He tested it well. The Maryland linebacker who's going to move to the defensive end, they're very pleased with the progress he's made so far. Obviously, the fact that they recruited him out of high school was a big deal when it came to getting him in this transfer portal process. So that jumped out at me. Uh, he tried to get us to turn around a few times to look at Abdul Carter. They're really happy with the way he showed up on campus. He's just starting workouts today at Penn State. So Nate, had caught, Nate T. Frank had caught me that 
everyone I think kind of thought he was going to be a Mike, but now that they feel that Kobe King and Tyler Elson are so far along in that competition that they might be able to move him around to different spots. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. But those are the two things that really jumped out to me on a day that, you know, again, we haven't talked to him since what? The Blue-White game, I guess. Nate, you talked to him obviously uh, more recently than that, but in this kind of a setting, it's been since the Blue-White game. And he made no bones about it, guys. It is an NIL world. We all know it. We've all talked about it, but it was expressly drove home again today. That was an interesting thing because that's a conversation I've had with some of our uh, some of the people over at the the Lions Den message forum about what is Abdul Carter? Is he a Mike? Is he a Will? He's both. Like at that size, you can choose to where you want to put him. Now, early on, I think they had hoped. You know, we've talked about this, and and Ryan uh, Snyder, our coworkers, talked about they wanted to bring in a Mike linebacker. When that didn't happen in the transfer portal, now you look to where are your other places you might go. Abdul Carter has that size, but really, a former defensive end shifting the linebacker for a senior season. He's a perfect Will, but he could also be a perfect Mike. That's the flexibility you have at that position. So it's going to be fluid. It's going to change depending on what their need is throughout the season and Will linebacker that backup position. That seems to be one that's open right now. So we talked to some of the other position coaches, and I don't want to keep the, the staff here all day, but there's so much fascinating stuff that we got to talk to. I talked to Taylor Stubblefield. I talked a little bit to John Scott Jr. I'll give some of those thoughts briefly, but Nate, who did you talk to and what was interesting that you heard today? Yeah, so... And I was setting you up to give a briefer answer. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be real quick. Phil Troutwine, right? Yeah. So the offensive line, and we know how, how loaded that conversation is that topic is but he's encouraged right I mean that's kind of the bottom line here is you're not going to get uh you're not going to get very specific deep into the weed stuff at, at an event like this but uh generally speaking is he happy with the progress that they were able to make through the spring yes uh were they that far off last year uh, not necessarily. There was progress that was made. Players developed. Um, it was simply a matter of consistency. And I think that we all know consistency on the offensive line. If one of those five pieces misfires, right, they call them MAs, miss, uh, missed assignments. If that happens, then it makes the entire line look bad. And so I think that where he's at right now is a place of, hey, uh, good progress made so far. Good progress. It still needs to happen. Get into the season and see where things lie. Yeah, you can try to get deep into the weeds, which is what I always try to do with these coaches, and I'm asking scheme things, and, uh, and Mike Yersich flatly said, yeah, I'm not going to tell you that answer. So who did you talk to, and did you make anyone else mad like I did today? I don't think so, but you know, I got a good chance to talk to Anthony Poindexter, and he loves this safety competition. But one thing that stood out to me, and we'll get into more of it at BlueWhiteIllustrate.com, but he had mentioned the fact that they had Jaquan Brisker in that room, and now they have Jair Brown as the player leader, the clear player leader. And my question to him was, what happens when you don't have that guy? What is the difference? And I think it sounds obvious, but his way of putting it was basically that, well, the coach has to be that guy. Well, guess what? The coach cannot be around at some points of the year because of the rules of the NCAA, but they can't be in the huddle. They can't be on the field. They can help on the sideline, but if that guy is on the sideline as a coach, you lose that key on-field leadership, practice field leadership, uh, meeting room leadership, all of that. And so I thought it was really interesting that he said that Brisker did that last year, and now Jair Brown's going to do that this year. I think it gives a really good outlook for the safeties this fall. Yeah, Taylor Stubblefield had some similar conversations about this is the deepest receiver room that he's worked with at Penn State. And I, and I think... The deepest safeties room, too. So, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> We're deep everywhere. We're in the deep end of the pool here at uh, at the Lash facility. And by the way, a bunch of this stuff is going to be at bluewhiteillustrated.com. So if you want to check out the article, you want to read what these guys have to say, some of the deeper thoughts, more nuanced than we get to hear, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Sign up for $1. Get 12 months of access. It's a perfect summer gift to kick off the June for you or someone you love. So bluewhiteillustrated.com. 
Father's Day. Father's Day. Always underrated. The holiday that's always overlooked and underrated from a father. I can appreciate how you feel about that. So, check that out. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. That's Nate Bauer. That's Greg Pickle. We're here for Blue White Illustrated here on the BWI Daily Edition. We'll be back tomorrow. This guy's coming with me on the uh, on the mailbag episode. So, check out when uh, we're up on social media to get your question in for that. We'll talk to you tomorrow.